Hey, I'm Adi. And I'm Savannah, and we're the Polidos. We're here talking about simplifying our life, growing and loving our family, and learning about the world. And today we're talking about the sublife. We're gonna start by telling a little story, talking about something that I teased two episodes ago, yeah. two weeks ago. We were going to talk about this last week, but we ran out of time because the episode was just way too long. Yeah. So we are cutting that out and putting it in this episode for you. Mm-hmm. So sorry you had to wait an extra week. I know you're on the edge of your seat to find <laughs> out about the story called I'm Concerned for Our Youth. Yeah. So the wait is up. Here you go. There we go. I just have to talk about this thing that happened. In the big picture of life, it's not that big of a deal. It's not. But no. it was a big deal in the moment, mm-hmm. I will say. So, a week ago, as we're recording this, we went to the movie theater. Yes. And we hadn't been in a while, because um, there hasn't been a lot of movies out. But it was actually World Cinema Day. Mm-hmm. Some Regal theaters were doing $3 movies for all their movies. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So... We decided to go see the re-release of Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, so that included like 11 extra additional minutes there before scene. Like deleted scenes. That they were in the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Yeah. It was actually cooler than I expected. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, it's a good movie. We had only seen it once before. Yeah. So, yeah. It was good. So... When we bought our tickets, we could see that it was, like, almost full. The theater Mm -hmm. was almost full. Mm -hmm. So we were expecting that. Yeah. No big deal. But there were some problems happening (laughs) at the theater. Yeah. And the main problem and the main reason that... Well, actually, let me start with the smaller problem. Okay. So the smaller problem was that there were some teenage girls uh-huh. sitting behind me like behind me and then like one seat over and there were maybe like three of three girls together yeah. and they were just like whispering and giggling for like a long time kind <laughs> yeah. of non-stop during the movie uh-huh. and they weren't laughing about the movie Mm-hmm. They were whispering to mm-hmm. where it's like if you if they were just like whispering for a second and then that was it it would have been fine, but it just was going on and on and on like whisper whisper giggle whisper giggle whisper giggle for like a very long time, mm-hmm. and it was just disruptive. Yeah, and I was just thinking like if you're not here to watch the movie if you just want to like talk to each other and laugh then you shouldn't be in here. Right, and so I started like turning around and looking right at them (laughs) and did anyone give you eye contact i think so yeah i like they definitely i'm sure saw me like noticed if somebody turns around right in front of you at a movie theater you're gonna notice oh yeah because that's weird behavior yeah so i'm sure they noticed i think that i might have made contact with one of them eye contact with one of them the weird part was that first the first time this happened i turned around once like briefly just kind of like a quick kind of turnaround yeah almost like i was like oh hey like what's going on (laughs) but obviously i knew then immediately after i did it again because they just kept laughing and so i did it again right after like two times in a row to make it very obvious that i was looking at them yeah 
after the second time, I hear like whisper, whisper, and then the three of them get up and leave the theater. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. But it didn't seem at all like they were upset or affected by me looking at them at all. <laughs> it just was weird. Yeah. So I was like, that's strange. I didn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. I probably would have felt bad if they seemed like upset or angry or something. Yeah. But yeah, they just like got up and left. And then they were gone for a while. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Like quite a while. And it was pretty quiet. <laughs> and then they came They came back. Yeah. Sat back down. And within like five or ten minutes, mm-hmm. whisper, giggle, whisper, giggle, whisper, giggle, mm-hmm. more. And so throughout the movie, I just kept like turning around and looking at them yeah, over and over. I mean, not like the whole time, but I did it many times. Mm-hmm. Probably like at least five times throughout the movie I did that. And it had zero effect on them, mm-hmm. which that that is not my main concern for our youth, but that is a little bit of a concern <laughs> for me. Like I was just thinking, and I, I told you this afterward, when I was that age, if I had been being too loud, like laughing too much or whatever yeah. in a setting that wasn't appropriate... And I could tell that I was annoying somebody. Yeah. I would have felt so bad and like so awkward and like uncomfortable. And I would have at least like tried to be quieter. I think, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I really think that I would have like at least felt weird and like realized like, oh yeah, like I'm disrupting people. But they just did not care at all. Like, it made no difference to them at all that I was, like, turning around, looking right at them, mm-hmm. and it was clear that I was annoyed. Yeah. And that it was just disrupting the movie. Yeah. So, I was just a little bit shocked by the fact that they just couldn't care less. Right. So, that was the first thing. The The second thing, and the main thing that I want to talk about, is... I just want to ask this question... When did it become acceptable to text and have your phone out during a movie? Because in my book, in my mind, that has never been acceptable <laughs> behavior yeah. and is not acceptable behavior. Yeah. It's one of those things where at the beginning of every single movie, you see an ad come on saying, like, please put your phone away. Yeah. Don't let your little screen d- distract people from the big screen. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things. And this has been going on for years. Like, I feel like since smartphones were a thing, this has always been a thing. And I feel like the vast majority of people have always honored that. Yeah. And like, that it would be seen as very rude and just socially not acceptable at all to have your phone out during a movie. Yeah. Because it is distracting. And it might seem like not that big of a deal, but it really is distracting to have to be in a dark theater and have somebody's like phone glowing. Yeah. And recently I've noticed that this has become a thing that people somehow think is okay. Like that they mm-hmm. think it's okay for them to do it. And I wanted to <laughs> mention another time because this one didn't bother me as much, but I thought it was very funny. Um, in an annoying way. Mm-hmm. When we were seeing the Elvis movie, which we talked about how it was so long. Oh, yeah. And like it was a good movie, but it was way too long. When we were seeing that movie, there was a couple that was sitting in the same row as us, like 
I think that there was like two seats between us and then uh-huh. they were sitting there in the same row. Um, and it was in the back row, which also makes this not as obnoxious. But the guy, I think, had his phone out and he was texting and he had the sound on. Oh, like yeah. it was turned down quiet. Yeah. But the sound was on. Like you could hear the like tap, tap, tap of him <laughs> typing. Yeah. And then you'd hear the like zoop. When he sent the message, I was like, this guy is texting with sound on while in a movie theater? Yeah. I thought that was so weird. It didn't bother me that much because I wasn't super into the movie. It was Mm -hmm. way too long. And also because, like I said, the guy was in the back row, so there was nobody behind him who was, like, seeing his screen. Yeah. So it wasn't as obnoxious. And I think it was just for, like, a minute, and then he put his phone away. Yeah. But I just thought that was really weird. I was like, how could you not at least like click it on to vibrate? That's really weird. Yeah. Anyway, so I've just, I'm bringing that up because I've just noticed these little tricklings of like, oh, it seems like people think that this is fine now, which is weird. But the reason why it was such a big deal last week is because the theater was so full. Yeah. And there were a lot of youths. (laughs) no but really it was a lot of high schoolers oh yeah there were at least at least six phone screens that i could see off and on for the the whole movie yeah it wasn't like once or twice it wasn't like i saw a phone screen once once six different times Uh it was like six different people with their phones that had them out either the whole movie or like the vast majority of the movie. And I'm yeah. not exaggerating about that, about it being like the majority of the movie. Uh-huh. So first thing I noticed was the person who was sitting right next to me, because there was no like in-between spaces. Uh-huh. The person sitting right next to me, she had her phone out, but the screen was turned down, like the brightness on the screen was turned down pretty low. Yeah. Oh, and also because she was so close to me, it wasn't really in like my line of sight when I was watching the movie. Yeah. But I did find it annoying. And I also was thinking like, what are you doing? Like, why mm. are you here in this movie theater watching, paying to watch this movie? Yeah. And you're just going to be on your phone the whole time. Like she literally had her phone out for like 10 minutes at a time and then she would put it away and then she would get it back out for like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so strange. Mm -hmm. Then turns out the person next to her, same thing, that there was a person in the row in front of us, which that was very distracting. Oh, yeah. I could see them texting. Uh Uh-huh. And again, I'm just thinking like, who are you texting that you need to like talk to right now in the middle of this movie? Right. And then like three or four, and this is actually the most obnoxious, like three or four rows in front of us there were like one or two people that had their phone out a lot throughout the movie. And that's really annoying because that is right in your line of sight as you're watching the movie. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can't like no. <laughs> be like, Hey, the guy in row, <laughs> row E, you know what I mean? There's like nothing right. you can do. And it's very, very distracting. But the main thing that happened, do you want to tell? Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're pretty much like in a little, a bubble of like people with the, the phones on. So you mentioned the people, uh, the people in front of us, behind us, the person right on my next right, to you, yeah, and then the person to my left, yeah. Okay, so I'm sitting on the left, and there's a, a group of three, three friends, right? High schoolers. Yeah, three high schoolers. They get there pretty late. 
like maybe 20 minutes or like maybe 10 minutes into the movie they get oh, yeah. there and there were other people sitting in those seats when we got there and they left yeah maybe that had, was a little weird yeah that was very sus yeah okay so before i talk about this i want to like in a way justify like maybe their actions but at the same time i don't think it's okay yeah and that's explain, fine and explain why i understand what you're gonna say and yeah i think it's important to point out yeah, yeah so so first off it was the cinema the national cinema day which i think majority of um of theaters were selling their tickets for only three dollars yeah right and so that's so cheap so it explains why there's a lot of high schoolers out there mm-hmm. right three dollars i think it's worth it two it was hot it was very hot oh yeah yeah so that, that's like a way to escape the heat mm-hmm. right and, and i get that three maybe because there's nothing to do on that Saturday and it's very hot and maybe the the theater has free Wi-Fi maybe that's also another just reason to just go there hang out chill and look at your phone or whatever mm-hmm. the fourth thing which I I might say okay m- maybe most of these people like this is true to to everyone here is that this movie I'm, I'm sure it's not the first time that people are seeing this for some people. For, maybe for some, because maybe this movie, lot. I think, has, has already come out. Yeah, this movie's already out on Blu-ray, DVD, mm-hmm. all that, on yeah. streaming services. So this movie has been out for, I think, like, to uh, the public, like, for, for a while now. Mm-hmm. It's not be the second time, right, or third or on, that they've seen this movie. So it's just a, kind of like a another way to just escape the heat and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And, 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 and have a good time for, like, three hours. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that, and I did think about that, but... I still stand by that you can't just assume that that's w- why everybody's there. Yeah. And that's pretty, like, inconsiderate to assume, like, oh, everybody's just here to, like, escape the heat and we're all just going to sit on our phones. Yeah. So those are the reasons why I think, okay, this is, like, okay, maybe okay. But ultimately, I don't think it is, It is right? And this is a social rule that we have established since we've had s- smartphones that you should silence, silence your phone. Right, turn it off, mm-hmm. airplane mode or whatever. Don't text because that's uh, gonna bother people. Yeah, and we see that right, like you said, right before the the movie starts, mm-hmm. right. And so j- because there's, I think because there's signs everywhere, I think it's okay to be annoyed about this mm-hmm. because this is a, a a rule. Yeah, similar to the whole like the marijuana smell we we dealt with yeah. at a concert when it said no smoking. Like we could also be annoyed about that because that's also a rule. Yeah, right. So, okay, so now going back to the to the story. So these three high schoolers, uh, two guys and a girl, um, they sit down maybe 15 minutes into, well, well, like into the movie or 20 minutes into the movie. I see some of them like start texting or whatever, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, okay, whatever. And then throughout the whole movie, I see the guy right next to me use his phone. And that that's the thing, like... It's annoying, but it's understandable a little bit when somebody, when it's like, oh, shoot, like, I need to do something really quickly. And they, like, take out their phone, send a text, and put it away. It's annoying. I still don't think it's best practice, but it's a slight, it's a little understandable. But that is so different than what we're talking about with just, like, (laughs) scrolling on your phone throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so... Right next to me, it's, like, hard to to ignore, right? And it was bright. And it was pretty bright, too. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is annoying. Mm-hmm. And then it started to annoy me. Yeah. After a while, yeah, I, I started noticed, noticing it, too. You started to, like, look over my shoulder and, and look at him. Yeah, purposefully. And, I kept, yeah. I was, oh, like, yeah. leaning forward and, like, looking to where, like, 
I could see his face, not just his phone, yeah. so that he could also see that I was like looking at him. Yeah. So maybe I think the first thirty minutes of the movie, uh, as he's doing this, right? I'm just kind of like thinking, oh, maybe he he's done, right? Maybe he's done. He's not gonna do this again. Mm-hmm. How could he? But then, like, thirty seconds or like another minute passes, and he boom, he turns on his phone. Yeah. So he was like putting it away and then taking it back out. No, so he never put it away. He would have it on on his um like on his lap. Yeah, so he would like look at it, like turn it over, look at it as if he like got a notification of something. He didn't, <laughs> and then he like put it away, and then he would do that like every like, kid you not like every minute or so. Oh my god! And, and so, I started to look over my shoulder and look at. The, his phone on purpose and he noticed the first like few times like he just would put the phone away right away as soon as he saw me look at look at his phone yeah like you were doing it in a very obvious way yeah. like you went from obviously looking at the screen which yeah. is why we're all there to you would like fully turn your head and like look directly into his yeah. hand at his phone and you made it very obvious yeah okay so the first couple times he did like notice and like put it and yeah, like turn he, it off he, he he acknowledged that okay i was looking at it he put it away and then okay cool carry on with the movie right and then he does it again and so i do that again and so it gets to the point where he's just comfortable with either he's just super comfortable or he just ignores the fact or i think both that uh, i'm looking at his phone every time he lo- he does this mm-hmm. right and so i know that that okay now he's just straight up not caring about what i'm doing my mm-hmm. reaction right and so i'm just now getting very livid and i i was like this disrupted the whole uh, movie experience right totally so for, for us i think and i would say the majority of these people right not only have they seen this movie uh, um, let's assume these people watch this movie in theaters right when they first came out but this might be the first time for some people including us that have never seen the like the deleted scenes all that stuff right there's like mm-hmm. the additional 11 minutes so i i wanted to like enjoy the movie and watch it because there was all these like new scenes that were sprinkled throughout the whole movie right so uh, because of his phone, I was distracted and I kind of like missed a couple of little moments, right? Mm-hmm. I constantly look at his phone and he's not like text. I mean, he's he's not really texting like people. He's looking at his Instagram mm-hmm. and he's like scrolling through uh, also uh, Snapchat and like he takes a picture of the screen and, and does a little post about like the movie and and all this stuff. And, and so uh, I'm annoyed. And then you, like you said, you look over your shoulder and look at him again. And I keep thinking like maybe, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to be done. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're maybe towards like the third act, almost at the end of the third act i think at this point there was maybe like 10 minutes 10 or 15 minutes left in the movie and then i'm okay i'm not and so at this point i'm like thinking about something to say i'm like oh Mm -hmm. i have the the perfect first line set up already of what (laughs) what i'm gonna tell them right after that i have no idea what what, what's gonna come out of my mouth uh it's just all gonna be based on what he's gonna say Mm -hmm. or or react so i'm like no not yeah i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say and then you uh, what makes me do it is that you, I think the last time you look at his phone and now I'm like, okay, this is it. This is the moment. Yeah, so, I think I had done it three times at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I, um, this is the first time I like look at him. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's confirmed that he's a, he's a high schooler, teenager, I guess. <laughs> it's right. confirmed. Right. And so I look at him and so I turn and I look at him and I say, 
dude, we're almost done. <laughs> yeah. Right? And we are done. We're on like almost 10 more minutes, right? Yeah, literally. Still, yeah. We, we were very close to the end. Yeah. So I said, dude, we're almost done. And that, I think I thought that was a perfect line, right? And again, I had no idea what I was going to say. <laughs> and so uh, I waited for his reaction. And his reaction really like made me mad. And so um, <laughs> just because I thought he was going to be like, oh, oh, sorry, or whatever, yeah. you know? When you confronted like that, I think that you should be shameful, right? You should be a little bit ashamed. Yeah, I think right? it's a natural human response to feel like a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. If you maybe are, he was. If you are doing something that is you know, that you know is, like, not appropriate. Yeah, and also, that's why I did it, right? To tell him, like, dude, okay, obviously you didn't get the, the hints. Yeah, right? which so he did, you. I'm sure. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. So I said, dude, we're almost done. And then I look at his face, and his reaction is stone cold like nothing. He's Absolutely. just yeah. looking at me. He's just looking at me. No, like, facial expression or anything at all. Yeah. And so I was like, dang it. Okay, <laughs> now what, what do I say? I, and so I really methodically wanted to come up with a really good dialogue where he's not going to do the opposite of what I said. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say, okay, your, your screen is too bright. I'm sure he's going to like turn the, turn on the brightness. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did that I defaulted to that. I said, Hey, I, I kind of like uh, covered my hand, uh, his phone with my hand a little bit. Right. Not say, like, like touching no, it. No, not but touching yeah. it, but just like on, on my point of view, right. I was like, yeah. uh, it, it's a, uh, you said uh, it's just a, a little bright. It's a little bright. Right. Yeah. And I regretted that because a few seconds later, he's talking to his friends, which mm-hmm. I knew that was going to happen. Right. Yeah. I knew that. And so they're like, whoosh, 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 whatever. And then the next thing you know, uh, the girl in the middle turns on her brightness on her phone. And I'm like, yeah. I know. I knew that this was going to happen where mm-hmm. you're going to do the opposite of what I said. Yeah. Right? That's why I, I didn't want to say like mention the whole brightness. Right. Right. Um, so she does that. Yeah, at this point, you just have point, to ignore it. Yeah, you have to ignore this. Or go and, like, tell somebody. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Like a staff member. Yeah. So, um, I knew that she was doing this for attention. Mm-hmm. Attention-seeking, right? So, back to my ABA, you know, uh, <laughs> training, right? So, like, don't look at them, right? That was, like, my my thing. Like, okay, don't look at them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't. And and so, the, the rest of the like, 10 minutes of the movie, I was just, like... I kind of felt defeated, annoyed. Yeah. Uh, because he kept looking at his phone. He mm-hmm. went back to what he did. And I thought that was going to happen because when you are uh, that guy and hanging out with your friends, like, I'm sure you you don't care, right? Whatever someone says, yeah. like, you're going to tell your buddies and say, hey, this happened. And you're going to maybe, like, talk you know, say some something back to me or whatever, or do your own thing again, right? And so that's what he did. And I knew that was going to happen, right? But yeah. I wanted to, in that moment, tell him, like, hey, this is not okay. And maybe he did felt a little, like, awkward about it, and I hope so, because at the end of the day, it is not okay, right? That's right. why there are signs. Mm-hmm. So the movie's over, right? And then there's a post-credit scene, and then there's, no- there's another one, the last one, after the whole credits and stuff. At this point, most of the people have already left from the, the room, and the- those guys were still there, and I I didn't want to be around them, mm-hmm. and we decided to leave. I said, let's leave. And turns out there was a last like post-credit scene that we missed, that we missed yeah. that, which I was bummed out about. So I did it because I just didn't want to like be next to them. Mm-hmm. Also, I was worried that they were going to like take a picture of me and like maybe put it on Snapchat or something and mm-hmm. say, I'll get this guy, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so 
that happened. And uh, you said to me, like, oh, I can't believe you you said that, you did that. And uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it either. But like, it had to be done, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, right? I, I agree with you. First of all, <laughs> I think it's funny that you're saying like, that you had the perfect first line. I do think it was a good, li- I think, do think it was good, but why do you think it was like the perfect line to open with like, dude, we're almost done? Well, I think it was a little like diss to him because yeah. it's like, dude, like, can you hold like, on? Like you can do it. You can do this, dude. <laughs> yeah. And, and I might be a little rude, but. You I, had tried being I, more subtle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so I, I called out his like, his inability possible, to just like watch the movie. Yeah, his like possible like phone addiction. Yeah, because he was constantly looking at it. Like yeah. I kid you not, I was like every thirty seconds or like a minute or so that like, he was mm-hmm. looking at his phone, and, and just looking at it briefly and then turning off the the brightness. Right. Yeah, and I have to say, like I think I, I get why you knew that bringing up how bright it was was going to backfire yeah but i also do think that that was a good thing to say because you weren't asking him to do anything and you weren't like commanding him to do anything you were just telling him like from your perspective it's a little bright like it's bothering me (laughs) yeah and i think that that was actually a good thing to say because you can't argue with like somebody else's experience of telling you like it's a little bright but obviously it did make him yeah do the opposite what mm-hmm. you were expecting, but I still think that that was a good thing to say, and it was le- less confrontational than like put your phone away mm-hmm. or something like that. So I think it was the best thing that you could say in the mm-hmm. you know in the context of what was going on. And I'm glad that you said something. Very glad because I really wanted to like lean forward and say something to the people in front of me, and it just. I don't know. I would hope that maybe next time, like when he's not embarrassed and like ticked off at you, you know, if he's in the same situation, maybe he will think about it and think like, maybe this is annoying people. But sadly, I doubt it. Right. (laughs) Based on his reaction. Yeah. But that would be my hope. Yeah. So in conclusion. Going back to the title. Yeah. Yeah. The reason that. Okay. (sighs) As I was sitting there, the main thing was I was extremely distracted and extremely taken out of the, like, experience of just enjoying the movie. Yeah. And I was just, like, the whole time just waiting for the next person to turn on their phone and the girls behind me to, like, just start laughing again and all this stuff. And so I was very distracted. I was extremely annoyed and just, like, yeah, you know, very, like, had this attitude of, like, kids these days, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But then there was also this deeper feeling of, like I said, genuine concern. And I know I'm saying this in like a jokey way, but there is an element of true concern here because I do think it is very bad for our brains to, like if you think about it, watching a movie or watching a TV show used to be the thing that was like, Oh, I'm just like distracting myself with this like entertainment. Mm -hmm. And now we have to literally like be doing that and something else at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And I have definitely found myself at home watching a movie and having the urge to like open my phone and start scrolling. And I have, (laughs) and I have done it before. And when I do, I'm like, 
concerned and like, okay, this is not good for my brain. Yeah. And so just the fact that I was seeing that so prevalently and seeing so many of these kids not being able to just sit and watch the movie Mm -hmm. and maybe saying not being able to is too strong. Maybe it really did have more to do with the fact that like they'd seen it before they had only paid $3. They were just there to escape the heat. And I get that, but it's the combination, I guess, of the complete disregard for like social cues and what other people think, like in other people's experience. Right. Plus the like, oh, this huge screen with this like action movie playing in front of me is not enough to like stimulate my brain. Uh huh. Both of those combined just did genuinely concern me. Yeah. Yeah. We do have create those habits of yeah. constantly being on the phone and touching it and like turning it on. And there's a scientific uh, discovery that we, most people like, I think mostly guys because of like the, how pants are, are, you know, created and there's a difference between guy pants and girl pants, right? <laughs> like the, the, the d- deeper pockets and stuff versus, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. So guys, guy pants tend to have like <laughs> guy pants long pockets where you could put your phone or whatever right and so um there has been some research that they found people that normally have like phones in, in their pockets feel the vibration of their phone mm-hmm. when the phones are not there in the pockets mm-hmm. and so our bodies have adapted mm-hmm. have evolved in in that way where if we feel a little like the little buzz, yeah, the that little itch of mm-hmm. of the phone like the when hit. when when it's not there mm-hmm. at all, which yeah. is like crazy, yeah, right. And and I felt that many times. I'm like, oh, I feel something, and then I look at my phone, and like, oh, it's nothing mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So that's uh that's that's interesting. So it's something that like we wanted to share because it just disrupted the 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 event yeah right i would be curious to know if other people have noticed this uh-huh. and that it's becoming more common mm-hmm. and also like is this just a thing where high schoolers te- teenagers even probably younger teenagers now are growing up and in a world where they're just making it where it's going to be accepted that people are just going to be on their phones at the movie theater oh yeah because i don't want that no (laughs) and a big part of me is just so genuinely shocked by it because like Mm -hmm. i said of how for so long i just felt like this was such an accepted thing that like we don't do this Mm -hmm. and so i am very curious like is this just a widespread thing now where i don't think so i think also like again it depends on the movie I've I been to so. many premiere uh, Marvel movies when it comes out on the first day. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people, mostly of those people on that, the first day or second day or that weekend when it comes out, they're, they're genuine like Marvel fans. Right. And, yeah. And they're in it for the whole movie. And I've never seen like people using their phones and stuff, maybe to take pictures, maybe towards the end or in the middle of it mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh, that's it. Um, I don't see them like constantly be on their phones because they are intrigued. Like they want to see every single scene. Yeah. So it might be the, again, because of maybe people have seen this movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might, yeah. It might just depend also just, I don't know, just who they are. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So many different factors. Mm-hmm. But uh, all that to say, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Silence your phones. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so now let's get down to the nitty-gritty. So, uh, we are talking about, finally, (laughs) after many years, we're talking about my subbing life as a teacher. Substitute teacher. Yeah, yeah. First problem that I want to mention, the the biggest con about this job is I can't really say substitute teacher that well. You can. You just said it, but you have to like focus on it. I do. You so al- you always say every substitute. Yeah. So every time, like for the I did it for what three years I think. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was like mm, three or two and a half. Maybe I, like, I think it was two and a half. Yeah, because well, you stopped because of the pandemic, so it yeah. was like from like. Probably like January 2019 through, actually, was it only a year then? No, I think it was two and a half. I remember no. saying to people, oh, I've been, uh, I did this for two and a half years. Well, oh, I guess you did go back actually after the pandemic. Yeah, I did. So never mind. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was about two and a half years. Yeah. So the hardest thing was when I was working as a sub teacher, <laughs> I would tell people like, you know, adults like, oh yeah. When they ask, like, what what do you do for a living? I would say substitute teacher, but the way I said it, like, I don't know. I don't think that I, I'd said it loud enough or <laughs> clearly enough. Every time they would say, "What? Wait, what kind of teacher?" Or like, "Wait, what?" And then I would say, "Like substitute teacher." And so I would re- I would have to repeat myself twice, <laughs> you know, for them to understand me. And so were you just like? mumbling it because you were worried about saying it incorrectly maybe or i think it's just a it's a hard word yeah kind of i think it's a hard word when when you try to say in a sentence and say i am a substitute teacher yeah you sort of have to like you have to like really enunciate everything break it down substitute teacher so (laughs) wow it's just a lot and so now i'm so glad that now i'm an online teacher and it's Mm -hmm. super smooth to say (laughs) it's easier faster it gets people know what that means so yeah so anyway so that's like that's like the biggest con of being a substitute teacher Wow, that's the biggest con of your job. That's not bad. <laughs> that reminds me of being a kid. And when I was in sixth grade, uh-huh. I remembered not liking to say sixth because I felt like it was difficult to say. Sixth. Yeah. Sixth grade. Yeah. And so uh, it, this probably only happened one time, but I just remember like, I think somebody at the grocery store or something asking me what grade I was in. I don't know. Yeah. I just remember thinking that it was like a hard word to say. Yeah. Sixth. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that, that, that was a hard thing, enunciating stuff. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, so, so let me talk about briefly the progression of a day of, uh, of a typical substitute teacher. Okay. I would have to wake up early and I would wake up d- a different times sometimes because I have to be at certain places at different times. It's yeah, not always different the schools. Same. Yeah, different schools. Yeah. Some are farther than others. And so it could be from like a 10 minute drive to a, an almost an hour drive. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was my, my little journey in the morning, waking up and uh, making sure I have time for my coffee and uh, breakfast, whatnot, and then drive 
by myself, right? And there's like pretty much no one around you. Like mm. you're just driving. And uh, I've talked about before the 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 beauty of the Oregon views, mm-hmm. right? And just how majestic it looks, right? With the <laughs> with the, the with the green pastures, right? Yeah. So anyway, so um, that was the coolest thing in the morning, just like listening to some tunes or a podcast and just mm-hmm. driving away. When when I get to the school, you are typically like one of the first people there mm-hmm. and and so um the hardest thing as a substitute teacher was you would you would get assigned this is your choice like you get to choose who, like who you want to sub for but for me for 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 the most part especially in the beginning i was just new to to the area and new to the, the schools and so the morning getting there was kind of the the scariest part that yeah. would get like the that butterfly feeling in my stomach mm-hmm. as I was pulling up to the school uh, because it, there were just so many unknowns and that was scary to me. Yeah, like realizing sense. like, uh, okay, I'm a, um, I'm like the new kid and I don't know what kind of job I'm going to have in yeah. a way, right? And and so that was the 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 challenging part mm-hmm. is not really knowing the school and the students in your classroom and, and all that stuff. And you can't really prep for the class until you get there. And yeah. uh, let's say eight o'clock, right? And class starts at 8.30. So I would get I would have about 30 minutes to prep yeah. and make sure I have all my ducks in a row, right? <laughs> like mentally yeah, <laughs> and sometimes physically, right? Uh, <laughs> not physical ducks, but uh, even though I did have to deal with a duck in, in the classroom, which I've shared this story before, but I'll, I'll, I'll mention it in a bit. But anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, going back to the morning, that that was the hardest thing. I felt very nervous about it, very scared, pretty mm-hmm. much, right? My day was just varied a lot, right? So for high school classes, that was kind of easy because you ha- we would have well one class for like 40 minutes, 30 minutes, and then another period where oh, the, yeah. you know, there, there was like several periods in the, in the day. Yeah. So that was kind of fun, kind of cool, because you didn't have to deal with all of the kids, like the, the same, same kids, kids all yeah. day, yeah. right? And so I really like that. But teaching at high schools was something that I'm like, I'm not sure about. Elementary was uh, also a little tough because they're really? they're young and they're just all over the place sometimes. Trying to get and their wiggles out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's something that I'm like, okay, let's do this. But uh, I would pick, I think, elementary bef- uh, before I picked uh, high school, I okay. think. My sweet spot was the middle school classes. Really? Yeah. The students were at that age of like they're... They're not too young. They're not too old. They're right there in the middle. Yeah. Hence the middle school. Uh, right. And uh, they were pretty nice. Like there were some, I actually had some favorite uh, schools um, that I like going to. And I, I enjoyed the, the classrooms. Didn't you have a class or a school that you were subbing at where um, part of your day was teaching gym? Or teaching PE? Yeah. Those were my favorite classes. Was that at to, a middle school? To sub. It was middle school and some high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was middle school and high school. I'm trying to think if I ever did that for elementary school. Maybe I did, but uh, I think it was mainly middle school and high school mm-hmm. that I did that. And that was really, really fun. That was obviously the easiest. <laughs> the easiest to sub for. Really? Yeah, it was so, so fun because you just were assigned 
games games right and, yeah. and activities and you'd repeat that for the other students would come let's say if it was a high school right like one period would end and then do the same thing mm-hmm. reset everything so yeah so that was really cool yeah yeah cool. and uh i remember going to subbing for this one pe teacher and i would just uh, carry around i think i think they were doing like soccer or like indoor soccer and Mm -hmm. i would carry around like a clipboard and (laughs) and i just felt like really powerful just holding the clipboard and just like walking around and just did you have a whistle i didn't no i i wanted to buy one i really did yeah (laughs) i I thought about buying one but i never did Mm -hmm. no yeah uh going back just to briefly to the uh the the daily like the 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 routine of Mm -hmm. a day is i would get like a 30 minute lunch which is not enough yeah yeah that's quick yeah some days i would get like an hour or so um, oh, because oh, then you kind of have like a prep time sometimes. Yeah, prep th- that would align with like um, like before lunch or after lunch. Okay. So that would be like a, an hour and a half of a, in a way, kind of like a break. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, so that was super, super nice. So I definitely had those uh, when I was subbing at, um, at this one high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lunchtime, like in general, was hard sometimes when I would sub for AIDS where you can't really eat at that classroom during my lunch because sometimes there would be there was a class in session, so I would have to oh. like step out uh-huh. because uh, there's it, sometimes in a special ed class there's several aides and they they all take their lunches at different times. Oh yes, yes. It's not like during lunchtime, right? Yeah. So so uh, I would have to like step out of the classroom and go uh, to the teacher's lounge. That's yeah. The worst. Be next to other staff members <laughs> that know each other really well. Yeah. And so I'm just there in my little corner, just eating away. I'm like, okay. They're talking it's about awkward. the. Yeah, it's super awkward. So that was the hardest thing, being around just teachers that know each other, and they're talking about events, school events, and talking about whatever you know about yeah. their families, and I'm just there. I'm just like listening to all this stuff, trying to watch a video, and mm-hmm. sometimes I would bring my earphones just uh, listen to to a video as I'm eating. Yeah, I, I would also bring a book too to uh, bring with me as a, as I'm eating my lunch. But mm-hmm. mostly it was just watching videos and stuff if I could. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I would get so excited when there was like no one in the uh, staff lounge. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. the best. That, that's rare when you get like no one there. Yeah, uh, but it's always the best too. It makes you sometimes just want to like lock the door. this is my room now now. that reminds me of like one way that i can kind of relate to this oh yeah because i was never a substitute because i used to work as an aide in a special ed class Uh but i was never a substitute and i never thought that i was like cut out for it like i don't (laughs) think i am at all i don't think Um, you are no i'm not at all like i would not do well with having like a different routine and everything Every every day yeah but the one way, just when you were talking about the whole like lunchroom and yeah. or the teacher's lounge and everybody knows each other and all that, I was thinking about when I used to work for an ABA company uh-huh. and I was an aide uh-huh. for um, one of our kids, one of our clients at his preschool. Yeah. And actually, I've done this many times at, at a preschool. I did this at a elementary school uh-huh. and at a Montessori school, oh, like really? a Montessori preschool, I think, or kindergarten. Uh-huh. And that's always like a weird dynamic because you're there with like the teachers of the school and you're kind of like working with them, but you're not really like, you're not yeah. a staff of the school. And it's okay. just such a weird 
like feeling and dynamic. Didn't you do that? Didn't you have a ABA client at school for a while or something like a short time? ABA client? Like one of your ABA kids that you went to school with. I feel like you did for a short time. Like I was assigned. Like, yeah, you, like when you worked for the ABA company, but you went to school with Oh, yeah, kid? I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just one, one, one client. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's just a weird dynamic because I feel like, especially as a preschool, like yeah. preschool teachers, I feel like they are somewhat in like survival mode and yeah. they're very like, they, they just have everything like dialed in of like the yeah. way that they are doing things because they are working with like 15 toddlers mm-hmm. and it's a lot. And so it's it just is, weird. Yeah. It just was such a weird feeling like being there as this third person who was not part of the school. And yet I was like kind of helping them, but not mm-hmm. really. And yeah, it was just an interesting dynamic where you never felt like you really were part of the group, even yeah. though, even when I had been working at, in the same class for like months and months at a time, yeah, you just never really felt like you were part of the group and like the culture, you know? Right. And it was just weird. And I remember actually specifically at the preschool, mm-hmm. they never gave me the door code. Oh, so really? every single morning when what? I got there, I had to ring the doorbell. Come and I on. was just like, come on, I, you know, like, where I'm from, you know what company I'm yeah. from, all this stuff. And I'm here every single day. Yeah. And every day I just had to ring the doorbell like a noob. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Not being part of the culture, you feel that. Yeah. Going back to the, the lunchroom. Yeah. Like you feel that. And you're just there sitting at the same table mm-hmm. as you're eating with these people. And you're just there just like, okay. Yeah, it, it, it is hard. Yeah. It, it is so hard and difficult. Like, again, that's why each morning, most of the time, when I didn't know what school, the teacher, the classroom, whatever, I, I got the butterfly feeling mm-hmm. because I, I just didn't know. Yeah. And so uh, most of the time I, I would be like, man, I, I'm i done. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. But towards the end of the day, it's like, yeah, it was fine. It was yeah. fine. Let's do it again, you know. And also, like, it was good money as well. So I was like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. just do it again. Yeah. And so I, I definitely felt that. There was a specific school in Jefferson that I subbed at for a long time. Like, yeah. And it, it was for AIDS. Uh, and this like a uh, uh, special ed classroom. Oh yeah. And there was like four or five aides, and they all like knew me because mm-hmm. I subbed for for one one uh, one teacher at a different school. So I subbed for her, and like, and I guess she liked me, and then she said, "Hey, can you sub for me now? I'm at this other uh, other school." I was like, "Oh, okay, sure, oh, sure, okay, yeah." And then from there, uh, I met all the other uh, aides, mm-hmm. and then they they liked me, and the students liked me, and that was a big bonus. I liked the the students, and it was a super small uh, set of classroom. It was just like a handful of students. Yeah, that makes sense. It was a very small town. Yeah, super small, and uh, it was so cool just to be there, and uh, yeah. and, and and I hundred percent felt like part of the culture. The That's principal so cool. would come up to me and talk to me, and and he knew who i was and he actually offered me he was like saying like man like there might be something for you if if you want to uh get this job as like a community 
liaison or something like that like mm-hmm. someone that would uh translate things for to the parents like we need someone like that and oh, so yeah. i'll keep you in mind and, and so that was really awesome and mm-hmm. he knew me by, by, by my first name and when he would see me he'd say hey Adi. i was like hey I was like, oh, shoot, I don't know his last, his first name. Oh, really? Yeah, and also the, the front desk lady knew me. So um, <laughs> that school has like a little doorbell thing. You have to ring, mm-hmm. and and uh, the front desk lady will see you, and they'll open the door, you mm-hmm. know? And so she would always greet me and, and knew who I was and everything. And so, nice. Yeah, so I, I, I felt like a home there, you know? That's and that really was my, nice. favorite, uh, my favorite spot to sub at. Yeah. And finishing up the whole like routine of the day, right it, towards the end of the day, that was obviously the best feeling. Like I am done. <laughs> I have like survived, you know. And, yeah. and sometimes I felt like I'm not coming back to this school, or I'm not coming back to this like position here, mm-hmm. just because I didn't like it. Or sometimes I'm like, yeah, I am. I am excited to come back here. Sometimes I was, uh, I would be assigned that same position for multiple days, mm-hmm. or for a week, or whatever week long. Um, so that's pretty much a. Uh, the routine in, in a day. Nice. Yeah, it, it bunched up together in the, the 2.5 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as, like, the the experience in general, um, um, I think I've said, like, the main parts that I, it was challenging on things I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Not fitting in sometimes, not knowing exactly the, the structure of a classroom, like, not really knowing, like, all these students supposed to be doing this or that <laughs> yeah right uh do i trust them if mm-hmm. they say they're gonna do this or that or what what do i what do i know yeah right as that sharon says what do i know yeah you know and and Mm so if you're not too sure about something Mm -hmm. if if you're thinking okay are they supposed to be doing this or am i allowed to do this um like you need you need to ask a question to a student Mm -hmm. you you scan the room quickly or you you could tell within the first five minutes of class Mm -hmm. you could tell who is like an a, a trustworthy person yeah someone that is very uh quiet yeah that looks studious uh huh so uh, I would walk up to them and ask them, like, "Hey, are, what are you guys re- supposed to be doing? Are, are you guys have to? Yeah, are you guys allowed to do this? Right? Yeah. Uh, and they would say yes or no or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, whatever you say. So let's do that. That's so funny. <laughs> that makes sense, though. Yeah, yeah. You gotta find the rule follower. I, I could tell, like, if they were lying or not. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you're, you're telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's like a little like unspoken rule, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, to, to do to try. Kicking people out is is one of the the hardest things, but it's also one of the things that I'm like, I feel like I have to do this because mm-hmm. one, I can, <laughs> like it was it was said by the teacher in the little uh, sheet that they gave me in the morning, right? It's like I, mm-hmm. I can, and I will, and so I, I've done that where they were being very loud only in high school right yeah in high school and i said hey like yeah you have to get out of here <laughs> and one time they were like what me like really and i knew like there were other people like talking and stuff but i know that she was being the loudest so i was oh, like hey, get out of here you uh, said get out of here no not really no i said oh, okay. i said go to the principal's office or whatever mm. In the office, actually, when when I went check in in the morning, they said, "Don't don't be afraid to to do that." Oh, okay, That's because uh, th- that one period they're known for being rowdy. Oh, the, the, the teacher said that in the notes, like they're known for being crazy. Gotcha. So I was like, "Hey, uh, go to the office." Yeah. And so she grabbed her stuff, 
and slammed the door. And I, and I felt like she was going to do that. So I, I said, like, please close the door. And then she slams it. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that happened. Um, yeah, one thing about, like, being a sub-teacher is that sometimes students could kind of, like, know, like, they, they could sense or scan you and, like, a thing for themselves like oh yeah you're gonna be like a strict teacher or a chill teacher oh yeah you know sure. and and i would say i was a cool teacher uh, <laughs> but at the same time i wanted to be strict yeah like i can't i can't be i need to know my role yeah i can't be like super loose about things mm-hmm. so yeah i would get sometimes like some comments like oh you're a cool teacher we like you or like <laughs> something like that and i'm like okay all right thank you but sometimes <laughs> I, it, it was I think a genuine, like, you know, uh, feedback. Yeah. Let me tell you the duck story and then a question that I was was constantly asked by students. Okay. Right. So the duck story, how it goes, is in high school, right? It was I was suffering for this Spanish teacher um, for a while, actually. I was asked to come back again and again. And one time, they had to uh, read quietly for, like, 15 minutes or whatever, the mm-hmm. first 15 minutes of class. I'm there at my desk. And um, I'm just looking around, and I hear some kind of, like, whistling going on. <laughs> you know? Can you make a whistle sound? Not really. No, can you impersonate someone whistling? <laughs> can you impersonate <laughs> someone whistling? <laughs> I, I'm very bad at whistling. You know that. Okay. Well, someone's whistling, right? I hear the sound uh-huh. some, of someone whistling. You know? That was not a whistle. No, I know, I know. <laughs> anyway. An so, owl? <laughs> and so i'm like looking up and then okay whatever it happens again i look up i'm like what the heck is going on mm-hmm. and then it happens one more time and i'm like who's doing that yeah that's weird yeah i said that to everyone who's doing that and no response i was like okay, whatever one more time i'm like oh my gosh okay i call someone out because i thought it was um based on where i, I thought it was coming from mm. i said was it you <laughs> <laughs> you get out though um he's like no and and i think he starts chuckling or other people are chuckling i'm like okay something's up like yeah no i don't like this mm-hmm. this is the moment when i can't be, be be made a fool yeah right yeah i was trained for this so so <laughs> I, I start walking around right and uh and and then I'm at the place where I thought I heard something, and then I hear it again, and and so then <laughs> I, it's coming from this other, this one table, and this girl, I thought I, I thought I heard, I mean I, I heard the whistle coming like where she was, yeah, but I didn't see her lips move, so uh, <laughs> so I'm like, is this is it you who's doing the sound? Uh-huh. She's crutched down. And as she's pretending to read, and she looks up to me, and and her backpack was on her lap, mm-hmm. right? And then she opens the backpack. She shows me what's inside, and it's a duckling. <laughs> How a baby big was duck. it? A baby duck? I don't know, like size, size of your... No, I mean, I know what a baby duck looks like, but was it like, like a baby baby, like super small? Yeah. Like this big? Um, like picture your hand and cut it, but fold it in half. So kind of, a fist. Kind of like, like a, oh, yeah, a fist. <laughs> That's called a fist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty small. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's an animal. <laughs> That's so crazy. Okay. For the record, and the substitute uh, teacher, like, guidebook. Yeah. doesn't mention a duck. 
like what to do with it in case like what happens if if a if a student has a duck in class there's there's no, <laughs> there's, no there's no there's no protocol there's no section that okay. says what do you do if a student has a duck in your class yeah so i'm like oh my gosh well <laughs> i don't i don't know and so she says apparently the teacher the the the, their teacher uh, mm-hmm. lets her have the duck in class. Oh my goodness! And that the teacher has said, "I said, well, what ha- what has the teacher said?" She's like, "Oh, that's cute, blah blah." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, "I guess <laughs> that's true." The teacher said, "Oh, that's cute." Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Pet okay. it and stuff." And I'm like, "Okay, well, uh, that could be true, but I'm not I'm not sure about it." Yeah. So I I. First, I, I don't do anything. And I'm like, ah, you know what? Okay. You need to, like, um, you need to um, take that duck out of this room. Like, <laughs> you need to, yeah, deal with this. Mm-hmm. And so she says, okay, I'm going to go and, like, call my friend or whatever. Uh, and so she could pick it up or whatever and, uh, and take what? it home. I'm like, what? Okay. Weird. Yeah. So she leaves. And then she comes back like twenty minutes later, and so and then I tell her to come outside the the classroom, and I was like, okay, what would you do with it? <laughs> and she said, she told me the same story, like, oh, her friend picked it up or whatever, and uh, now it's at home. And I knew that it wasn't at home. I'm sure it was at her locker, like in her locker. Yeah. And so I didn't say that. I wanted to say that though. I was like, is it? Like, he's right with me. Is, is it still here in the school premises? Yeah. But uh, it, as long as it was outside the classroom, I didn't care where it was. Right. So, yeah. And so you never saw that duck again, right? No, I never heard, heard the duck whistle again. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> wow. The common question, like, it was a constant question from, I think, elementary school kids, middle school kids not so much high schoolers, they would come up to me. Like, these are, like, the students I would, I had, right? Mm. They would come up to me and say, like, what are you? <laughs> like, like, what's your race? What's your, what's your ethnicity? Like, mm-hmm. where are you from? Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, okay, whatever. This, I get this question sometimes from other people as well, some adults. Yeah. So I would say, uh, uh, Mexican, right? Mm-hmm. But then I got that question so many times after that, after the first, like, five times. I'm like, this is weird. This is, like, not a coincidence. <laughs> like, this is a common, like, mystery that the students have about me when they see me, <laughs> right? And so I say, you know, my, I'm Teacher Audie. I, I went by that name mm-hmm. my whole 2.5 years of, of being a substitute teacher. So I think that the name is it's unique and and I might look like some other other ethnicity yeah right uh, besides mexican so uh, i think that's that's why kids wondered mm-hmm. like what who, who i was yeah so that was a common question I, I would always come home right i would come home and tell you like <laughs> guess what like the same question arose today yeah yeah i remember a couple of specific things i think you said i feel like this is when you were teaching pe maybe uh-huh. you said that a a kid, I think it was in middle school, a kid came up to you and said, hola, amigo. Oh, yeah. And that you, yeah. Were, and that I think you said, why are you saying that? Or something like that. Or did you? Or I did you so. just, or did you just ignore it? Yeah, because like, I've gone that before. Yeah. And, and, and so, 
and so i know why you're saying it yeah right um i think i i've maybe i, th- I think you know what uh, i totally forgot about that story i think i might have said like what does that mean <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah which is kind of like it could yeah so it's a little bit like yeah i think that's a good response actually yeah yeah because obviously you're obviously you know what that means even yeah. if you're not mexican yeah but it's just kind of like just putting the awkwardness now back on him but it's not yeah. but it's not really being rude like you're no. not being rude to him or anything and obviously this is a kid you don't want to be like totally calling him out right right but yeah maybe it'll make him like not do that again yeah yeah, I just I, I just got annoyed with that, and and typically I'm not I don't really get annoyed with those kind of yeah. comments or questions or whatever, but it just comes to a point where like it's constantly coming at you, yeah, and you just want to be creative, and, yeah, no, and, that makes and, sense, and, and have some fun sometimes, yeah. So sometimes that when I would get the question of like you know uh, what's what's your ethnicity or whatever, I would say like well guess or whatever what you think, <laughs> yeah. what's your ethnicity? Do you tell me or whatever, and like. It is good also for a child to learn that they shouldn't go up to a brown person and say, hola, amigo. Yeah. And so you don't necessarily in that context need to like sit him down and be like, okay, let's have a talk about like racial stereotypes. Yeah. But I think just maybe having that little comment instead of like just laughing or whatever might maybe make him rethink like, oh, why am I saying that? Yeah. So... The other story that I specifically remember you telling me was, uh, this must have also been middle school or it might have been high school Uh when you you were teaching a class. I don't remember if it was a Spanish class, but there were a lot of Spanish-speaking students in the class. Okay, yeah. I think it might have been at that bilingual school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, or like Spanish immersion school. Mm -hmm. And you, you said that a kid came up to you and was asking you, like, do you speak Spanish? And I think that you kept, that he kept, like, pressing you on it. Mm-hmm. And that you, that you thought it was because he was wanting to know if, like, you could understand what he and his friends were talking about. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think you didn't tell him. Like, you didn't directly tell him, like, yes or no. No, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I think I avoided the question or just said <laughs> no because they were talking in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it it was that same um, the class same classroom that that no 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 uh, where those kids or some other kids said like like who am I it it was and had like so many um, kids that day had like different periods it was Mm -hmm. I think in middle school and they had the same question too so that's why I thought it was like not a coincidence just like like it was a weird thing oh that so many kids were asking yeah different kids for different classes that same day interesting yeah so yeah those group of kids were talking Spanish right in their little like table group Mm -hmm. and I said no because I just wanted to to uh, to eavesdrop (laughs) do you think that's um ethical hmm maybe i did it anyway though i know i'm just curious like well lying is i mean lying is is not okay um well it depends on the context i mean there might be there there could be some some situations where somebody asks you do you speak spanish and it's completely justified for you to say no because like it's not their business or it could be a safety thing like there's yeah, many right, reasons right but i'm just saying like in that context when you knew that like he was trying to see if you could understand what he and his friends were talking about yeah like, i don't know i don't know i just thought like we just want to see what happens <laughs> but i don't think yeah. i've ever said no 
that I don't speak Spanish. So I think, what did you I say? I don't know. You just, I, I think you I just said avoided. That you told him no. I just I can't remember though if I said yes or no now. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen you in other contexts um just avoid speaking Spanish for a while in order to like see what people were saying yeah. and then all of a sudden like reply to them in Spanish. Yeah. Which is different because they didn't ask you point blank like do yeah. you speak Spanish? Yeah. And I do have like the the accent and and so I'm sure it's not that like hard to tell like oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, I remember that after a while I go up to them or some other group and I start speaking to them in Spanish. Oh really? Review myself like hip. Review <laughs> <Reveal> myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. But yes, I remember that because, yeah, you said that, like, all day long, people just kept being like, are you Mexican? Like, what are you? What's your race? Are you Mexican? Do you speak Spanish? Yeah. And I could see how that would get so obnoxious. Yeah, so, uh, I, like I said, that just at one point, I was just like, nah, I'm not going to, like, I'm going to refuse to speak Spanish to you. <laughs> I'm just done with this question. Yeah, because yeah. first, first of all, that wasn't a Spanish-speaking class. Like, I mean, it wasn't, like, about speaking spanish right oh it was, yeah it was a math class oh okay yeah so there's and no so, reason for yeah. that to be brought up yeah 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 but uh yeah i would get that so many times and it just to, to a point where i was just annoyed by it yeah and that makes sense and again back to what i said before i think for for kids who well particularly particularly for white children uh-huh. like it is an important thing for them to learn yeah they they shouldn't even if it's your teacher if they are curious, there's a way to to bring that up to a teacher, an adult, another person that's more respectful than just like, what's your race? Mm-hmm. Or assuming like, mm-hmm. are you Mexican? Like there's there's ways, there's other ways to say it that's just more respectful. Mm-hmm. I, but for, oh. but then we also have talked about like, it is different if the the student or the other person is also mexican or is also latino and mm-hmm. they're asking you that question i think that that's more okay i mean that's what you've said i'm not like my opinion doesn't really matter but that's what you've said before is like yeah if a brown person comes up to me and says like oh do you speak spanish or do you are you mexican yeah that's okay mm-hmm. but i could still see even if that's the case like just getting asked that question like 20 times mm-hmm. in a day mm-hmm. would still just be very annoying mm-hmm. yeah yeah and most of the kids that would come up to me and say, hey, are you Mexican? Were, yeah, some would, would be white, uh-huh. but majority were brown. Okay. Yeah. So um, in that case, like, it might have just been that they were curious, like, oh, I mean, maybe they didn't have a lot of brown teachers, or maybe they, that's true, yeah. you know, so that could have been it, that they were just curious, like, oh, I'm Mexican, like, I wonder if we have a Mexican teacher today. Yeah. But, but still. Mm-hmm. It's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, what? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, I think ultimately I would answer the question and say, yeah, or whatever, you know. Yeah. I just would have to kind of read what their their intentions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was, like, kind of for fun or for whatever. So I would, like, be like, no, whatever. I'm not going to answer the question. Yeah, that makes Sometimes, sense. Sometimes, you know, if it's, like, a genuine question or whatever or out of curiosity or you know, mm-hmm. you're coming from a good place. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. That makes sense. You know, um, let's let's relate, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I, I coming from another brown kid and, and seeing a brown adult, you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. So so yeah, so uh, I de- and I definitely took it differently than I would get I'd take it when a, a white kid would come up to me and tell me, 
or, or say like Ola, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've gotten that a couple of times and I just like didn't think it was okay. Yeah. It's not. And so it's good to not <laughs> respond as if it is okay because then they'll keep doing it. Yeah. So. One common thing is uh, that, that I had to do uh, was the, the fire drill. You know, the fire, oh. like the, yeah, I, do, I did that maybe like three times different okay. schools yeah okay. different schools yeah and that was uh stressful oh stressful no no uh, they would uh they were just telling me like where to go and and one time um i was subbing for the teacher so it was just me and so mm-hmm. i would like stress out and, and think okay i gotta look at like the map yeah. and where to go and and again ask like look at the, scan the room and and, <laughs> and and see who is the one that like might know stuff and yeah. so I'll go to them and say hey do you know where to go okay <laughs> okay stick with me <laughs> stick with me kid yeah uh, so yeah so there's that um one time when that happened was in the same school where our three foster kids at the time the the three kids uh sibling group oh, were yeah and and that was so cool like I, I was outside and uh and i was i wasn't something like in the exact same classroom but i would see them outside and mm-hmm. so i would say hey like Hi, and so someone saw me. One of the other kids saw me and ran up to me, hugged me, and Aww. yeah, so that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so being in that classroom was like super close to our house. It was like ten minutes away. Not mm-hmm. not even ten. Not minutes. even ten. Yeah, driving it was like five or three, three minutes. Honestly, I think it was like three minutes driving. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember it was super close because the bus would not come and pick them up. They were like, <laughs> "You're too close." They're like, "It's too close. You're in the walking zone." And I was like, "Well." I don't really think that they can walk to school on their own. No. But, okay, I guess I'll be walking them. <laughs> yeah, every time I would sub there, that, that was what really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, like, sometimes drive them to school yeah. and go there. Yeah, and, and see, uh, send them off to eat their free lunch. And then <laughs> I would go and, and do my thing. Yeah. And then pick them up after school and stuff. And so that was really cool to do that. It was nice that. for me, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't have to take them to school that day. Yeah, yeah. So that that was really awesome to to do that together, and uh, I did that I did that for a few few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was really sweet, and I got to know the teacher, and she show us teased me with saying like, "Oh, I might let, like want to take some couple of days off so you could be here and uh, uh, be oh, yeah. in the same room with with, with the, the kindergartner." With, yeah. yeah, no, with with the oldest. Oh, the fourth grader. Yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, oh, I think that the kinder, our kindergartner's teacher almost did like ask you to sub one oh, really? time, I thought. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that's funny. That would have been so interesting if you had been subbing for, mm-hmm. for our oldest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I forgot about her. She was a great teacher. Yeah, she was. She was yeah, awesome. She was so good. Yeah. So, so yeah, in general, uh, trying to wrap things up here, um, the subbing live, it requires confidence. You just have to, yeah, have confidence and sometimes just pretend to have confidence. Most of yeah. the time, just pretend you do. You got it, you yeah. know? And and uh, every day, it's, it's, for the most part, it's new. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a new class, new school. You might get lucky if you have a, a position where you're there for a while. Yeah. But most of the time, 
it's also a hunt where you need to like constantly look at the the schedule and and see like oh yeah there's an opening on this day mm-hmm. um, and with this teacher and blah blah and this subject or whatever you know and so uh, for the most part there were there were a ton of um, open availabilities to to sub for aids yeah and th- I did that for so long mm-hmm. uh, where uh, I think I, actually my contract didn't allow me to sub for actual teachers like first like oh, okay. year or so. So I was kind of bummed out about that because uh, I wanted to be the one, the, the teacher, right, mm-hmm. in, the, in the classroom and get the experience there. Um, and also, it's, I think, double the money there, too. Yeah. Yeah. I so know. I'm like, yeah, I just want to do this. It's, like, not fair. So uh, eventually I did. I got the contract to sub for teachers as mm-hmm. well. At first, it was really hard to get uh, those positions. and But once I got the ball rolling, I think I... It got better and better. Yeah. And the hardest, other hardest thing is, um, is that like also it's a network type of thing where mm-hmm. you just have to like know people and get the bar rolling with that. And so at first it was so, so hard. Yeah. Because you just didn't have the connection there with the school or whatever. But then once teachers like knew who you were, they were like, oh, I'm going to keep you in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And also like at the beginning of a new school year, there's almost nothing because like oh yeah unless they literally have a position that they didn't fill mm-hmm. then like nobody's taking time off the first like week or, right. or even sometimes month of school yeah or the, even like the last week of school as mm-hmm. well yeah yeah so that was hard and and also uh the summer was really tough because yeah. there was nothing around yeah yeah so there was pros and cons about that but in uh, overall um i do have tremendous respect for teachers and in the aides and mm-hmm. um everyone the staff you know got to work as a kind of like a janitor type of role there at, at different schools oh yeah got to clean things and and, and do that and, and work uh, in the cafeteria like you talked in the about the cafeteria i did that um and again, going back to the aides, doing that, and mm-hmm. being a teacher, and different just uh, uh, classroom environments. So I did a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really cool. I got to know um, the ins and outs about just staff, the, the teachers and staff there. Mm-hmm. Overall, a, a wonderful experience. I, I loved that things were new every day, for the most part. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like kind of didn't, right? Yeah. But for the most part, uh, I did enjoy the the mystery behind stuff and like if i didn't like one thing i could just move on to another another uh, <laughs> yeah school or whatever yeah but yeah uh, uh, i enjoyed it good good stuff the students were wonderful for the most part everything was was pretty solid yeah so yeah tons of respect for people for teachers out there that are might be listening or um subs out there too it's mm-hmm. sometimes it's a struggle yeah yeah but it was would, good would you ever do it again would i ever do it again I, maybe <laughs> maybe the biggest pro for me is that it was a very flexible job yeah very so if i want to take some time off i could yeah all you had to do is just not sign just up for a sign- job yeah exactly yeah yeah so i think i would i mm-hmm. think if i were to go back i i, I love the subbing live i think it's <laughs> really cool where you're you're a teacher sometimes like 
you don't feel like you are the teacher mm-hmm. you're there for the for the day and that's also hard because also you're trying to like do a good job but but you don't really know the ins and outs about yeah. the, the actual classroom yeah right you can't learn everything in a single day so yeah uh yeah so it, it was really good uh, i enjoyed it I made some uh, made some good friends i think overall in general like some nice. teachers and stuff and good memories it's good yeah nice well, I think that wraps up everything, and uh, I'm glad that I got to finally talk about just uh, my life as a substitute teacher. Yes. And uh, now you don't have to say that word anymore. No, no. For a while, at least. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, y'all, for listening. That was really awesome. I think it was really cool. Uh, talks here and mm-hmm. good stories and everything so uh do y'all have any subbing stories any teachers out there that have any uh feedback or just any duck stories any duck stories uh out there any ducks out there any duck fans in general <laughs> yeah so let us know again the easiest way to let us know is on instagram on facebook mm-hmm. at the plea those let us know give us give us your questions give us your your thoughts and uh yeah we'll we'll carry on the conversation through mm-hmm. there yeah and thank you for listening and as dewey from school of rock says okay miss dumb bum ain't your teacher today i am and i have a headache and the runs so i say time for recess <laughs> see, see you, you next time, time. Whisper, giggle, whisper, giggle, whisper, giggle.